Welcome to Topless Government. I'm the host, Crystal Ellerby. So my citizen legislators, let's start this journey together so I can geek out with you about Government 101, I'm Just the Bill, the journey of the first bill I worked on as a congressional staffer. I have to honestly tell you, um, that was an experience that I will never forget. Um, it was a bill that my boss at the time, this was his signature bill that I honestly think that helped him get elected to that congressional seat in Louisiana. Um, this was very important to him as a father um, and just basically for his kids to be able to swim uh, in this body of water and for people to fish. And I'm sure a lot of people may probably already started thinking about the body of water that I'm about to talk about. Uh, it's an interesting name, um, this body of water. It took me a while to say it properly. Um, it's interesting, but I just want to, this episode to just talk about what I did on Capitol Hill as a legislative assistant and how I worked with my boss on getting his signature piece of legislation passed. So my boss at the time was a member of the Louisiana congressional delegation, and he represented the first congressional district. And so my, my former boss, he was a strong supporter of cleaning up Lake Pontchartrain. And Lake Pontchartrain was really, really polluted. I mean, to the point where you couldn't swim. And if you tried to fish in it, I wouldn't take that fish at all. Because, you know, something bad might be in that fish and you could probably end up dying. But anyway, I digress. Um, so for a lot of you, you probably don't know, Lake Pontchartrain is a part of a basin. It's an estuary. And it encompasses um, 10,000 square miles. And it actually flows through 16 different parishes in the state of Louisiana. Now, parishes are counties in other states, but parishes are used in Louisiana because they utilize the Napoleonic system of law, which is the French law. That's why a lot of you get to drink on Bourbon Street or get to you know take your drinks anywhere because of the no um, the no of the Napoleonic law. I mean, it's open container. So it's laissez-faire, as the French would say. So Lake Pontchartrain um, is, is a region between rural and urban areas. And in the mostly dis, um, um, densely populated regions, um, including Metro New Orleans, um, all the way up to the state capital of Baton Rouge, or as I affectionately like to call it, and other Louisianas like to call it Red Stick. So Lake Pontchartrain is one of the largest estuary systems in the Gulf of Mexico, and it contains over 22 essential habitats. So the basin's topography ranges from rolling um, woodlands in the north to coastal marshes in the south, with the three uh, 630 square mile Lake Pontchartrain as its centerpiece. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to share with you my story about getting my boss's signature bill over the finish line in the House of Representatives. 
So at the time, I had just started working for uh, this member of Congress. Um, I had moved from the private sector back to Capitol Hill. And this was an opportunity opportunity for me to work for an appropriator. And what I mean by that, um, my boss at the time was a member of the House Appropriations Committee. And at some point, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit further about appropriations. But let's talk about um, H.R. 4470, a bill that would reauthorize appropriations for the Environmental Protection Agency Lake Pontchartrain Basin Restoration Program. That's a long name. It's a mouthful. But this bill is an authorization bill of a particular program that the Environmental Protection Agency has jurisdiction over and they um, administer it. And so what we wanted to do was to get the bill authorized so we could get appropriations to enact the funding for that program that would help clean up Lake Pontchartrain. So in the beginning, when I started working for this member of Congress, we talked about his signature bill and how I would go about in working with the committee staff on getting his bill passed. And This particular bill actually falls under the jurisdiction of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. And so what we did was we first started working with local stakeholders, particularly the executive director of the Lake Pontchartrain Restoration um, Committee. And we worked with them with regards to drafting the legislation, but I also worked with House Legislative Council to put together the bill text. So we went about doing that, seeking input from our constituents, making sure that there was ample amount of money that was going to be authorized over a certain period of time under a um, fiscal year. And a fiscal year is how the the federal government works um, budget-wise. So the beginning of the fiscal year starts October 1st, and then it ends September 30th. So it's not a calendar year, it's a fiscal year. So what we were trying to do was making sure that we would get enough money over a certain period of time, over fiscal years, probably like four to five fiscal years, but we would have a top line number of probably like a couple of hundred million dollars. And I know that sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, our, you know, our government goes into the trillions, billions and trillions. So a couple of hundred billion dollars is not a lot of money, but for some people it is. So the first thing we did was we introduced the bill. But before we introduced the bill, we wanted to work with our other you know, colleagues in the Louisiana delegation to get them to co-sponsor the bill. That's the first thing that you always have to do is, is seek co-sponsors. So we sought co-sponsors within the Louisiana delegation And then also, if there were any other members of the House who wanted to co-sponsor, we would reach out to them as well. Once we got that all set up, we would introduce the bill. I would have to write um, introductory remarks for my boss to uh, to go into the congressional record. Now, one of there are one or two things that you could do when you submitted um, the bill. You had to go down to the House floor. And you had to go to the Republican cloakroom to deliver it. 
But also with regards to the remarks, you could either do them live or actually being on the floor giving those remarks, or you could deem it live and just put it in the congressional record. So we did that. And then we started working on trying to get the bill, a legislative hearing in front of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. So I had to work with the subcommittee staff who had jurisdiction over EPA and its um, it's it's um, the bills that we were we were working on. So working with su- subcommittee staff, we were able to get a hearing, and I had to draft my boss's congressional testimony. And then on top of that, I had to provide the committee with a hundred copies. And so once it was time to schedule um, that legislative hearing on our bill, we had my boss testify and he gave his remarks. And then there were others um, from Louisiana that flew up and they testified as well. And then members of the subcommittee asked the witnesses questions. And so all of that is for the record. You're sworn in and it's for the record. And then there is a hearing um, report, a committee hearing report that is written up and it's filed. And so that's for the legislative history of that bill. So when we got that done, we started working on seeing if we could get the bill marked up by the Transportation Infrastructure Committee. And what I mean by mark up is the opportunity for folks on the, the committee members to mark up the bill, to change the bill via amendment. And so we we worked on getting that done and, and we got the markup done and the bill wasn't changed that much. And we were very, very pleased with it. So once the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee marked up the bill with amendments and made changes, then they reported it out to the full House of Representatives making it ready for floor debate. Then we had to work with the House leadership. And at the time, um, the House of Representatives was controlled by Republicans. So we had to work with Republican leadership in order to get the bill on the legislative calendar. And we did that. And then once we did that, um, we actually had to go in front of the Rules Committee. So the House, (coughs) excuse me, has a Rules Committee. Everything is done by a rule. And so we would have we had to go testify in front of the House Rules Committee to make our case about getting our bill on the floor. And normally with the Rules Committee, they meet and they have witnesses. And then the members of the Rules Committee will question the witness. And in this case, it was my boss at the time. And then they would make the decision on whether or not what type of rule for debate. So for us, it was different because we were able to get our bill on the suspension calendar. And what I mean by that is that you can suspend all the rules of the house and that you would only need um, a vote of 218 members present to get the bill passed under suspension of the rules. So we were able to do that, but we had to wait and see when there was a time on the floor to get this bill passed. And then that moment did arrive 
And I had to stay late in the office. And our bill did not get passed until the wee morning hours. And so we were still negotiating with the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee and um, members and their staffs. They wanted to make some changes in order to meet suspension of the rule criteria. So we had to bring down the cost of the bill in order to make that happen. So we were able to get our bill passed under the suspension of the rules, and it passed overwhelmingly. And I was very, very happy about that. And so during that time, my boss was actually running for the open Senate seat. And so this helped us out with regards to a major piece of environmental legislation passing the House. Now, I will say it, it, it may have been easy to some people, but it wasn't because behind the scenes, you had to work with a lot of different people in order to get this done. And that was very, very helpful. And I learned a lot from that experience and it has served me well and working in my current position um, as a lobbyist and working with several different types of clients on getting bills passed. But I have to honestly say that was the first time that I got a major piece of legislation passed from beginning to end. And it was a wonderful accomplishment. My boss was very pleased about it. Um, but unfortunately, when it was time to, for the bill once it passed the House and it was transmitted over to the Senate, that's when we had some issues. And politics come into play with this. So again, at the time, you know, the House and Senate was controlled by Republicans. And during that time, um, the majority leader in the Senate was Trent Lott, a Republican from Mississippi. Now, he had made some interesting comments about Senator Strom Thurmond, a Republican from South Carolina. And as a lot of you know, he was a Dixiecrat and he actually tried to stall the Civil Rights Act. And so Majority Leader Lott made a comparison about Senator Strom Thurmond and the Civil Rights Act that basically riled a lot of people up. I mean, a lot of people saw it as racist. Um, and my boss at the time spoke out against the majority leader's comments, which led to certain things happening um, once the bill went over to the Senate side. So I wanted to find out how we could work with the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee that has jurisdiction over this piece of legislation and how we could get the bill passed. And at the time I had reached out to the staff director and the professional staff member who would be handling our bill on the Senate side. And I was told that the bill was not gonna go anywhere. And they would not tell me why. And I kept pressing the issue and asking, you know, why isn't this going to move? They just kept, you know, stalling and stalling. And then I put two and two together and realized because my boss made comments about the majority leader, the majority leader pretty much retaliated. Um, so, I mean, that's how politics are played, unfortunately. That's how it's played. Um, so our bill passed the House, but 
we couldn't get the Senate to do anything. And I know this sounds familiar to a lot of people um, that makes people very, very frustrated, especially now, you know, with the way the um, the Senate is 50-50 split. And a lot of people believe that the Senate does not do its work. Well, in this instance, they didn't. And this was the reason why. And I would like to go into once my boss became a United States Senator and we tried to get the bill passed on the Senate side when he was a Senator, this problem came up again. You know, we went through introducing the bill again, reaching out to our stakeholder constituents back in the state of Louisiana and getting co-sponsors of the bill working with, you know, folks within the Louisiana delegation on the House side, getting a companion bill introduced on the House side. But unfortunately, Senator Trent Lott said no. And so we had a lot of different meetings with staff to try and bridge this gap and, and come to a resolution. Um, it even got to the point, you know, as some of you may know about this, um, Louisiana celebrates Mardi Gras in Louisiana, but they also celebrate it here in Washington, D.C., and it's called Washington Mardi Gras. And it's always held before Mardi Gras, or should I say Fat Tuesday? And it's held at um, the Hilton on Connecticut Avenue. Now, local folks call it the Hinkley Hilton. And I know people will probably take offense by this, but that's where John Hinkley shot President Reagan. But locals, that's what we refer to as the Washington Hilton as the Hinkley Hilton, because we differentiate ourselves from tourists. So anyway, so one of the things that I tried to do as a legislative assistant, trying to get the bill, you know, introduced and, 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 and working toward getting it passed and just coming up with an, um, with an agreement with Senator Lott in his office. So we had tickets to Washington Mardi Gras, and there was one particular event that everybody on Capitol Hill loved to go to. It's called Louisiana Live. And Louisiana Live is where all the chefs from Louisiana come up and they cook their favorite Louisiana dishes. dishes. And so it's the opportunity for staff to be invited, congressional staff to be invited to this event. So I thought, you know, a little horse trading here will go hand in hand. And so I reached out to Senator Lott's legislative assistant at the time and said, hey, you know, would you like some tickets to Louisiana Live? And, you know, and then we could, you know, talk a little bit further about how we can push the Lake Pontchartrain reauthorization bill and, and work out an agreement with your boss. So the staffer, you know, got the tickets and we talked a little further, but working on the staff level, we, we, we just couldn't get anywhere because we had to get our two bosses together in a room. And finally that happened. But um, as we were discussing, you know, how we were going to get the bill passed and, you know, what kind of concessions we could make, what compromises we can make, all of a sudden, Senator Lott looks at me and everybody else in the room and says, y'all need to leave. You need to leave the room and David and I are going to talk. 
And I had this frantic look on my face. And I looked at my boss and I was like, gave him the look of like, do not sell away your soul. You know, stand firm, stand firm. So left the room and we were outside um, the conference room for quite a bit. And then, you know, Senator Lott and Senator Vitter came out, um, wasn't told what transpired. And um, afterwards, you know, I asked my boss, I'm like, so what transpired? What's going on? You know, what's going to happen? And he says, oh, we'll talk about it later. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you, this is how the sausage is made. It is not pretty. But this is this is this is how it happens, you know. It's the room where it happens. Like I mean, and I'm quoting from Hamilton, the musical. But this, I was in the room where it happens until I wasn't, um, which is most unfortunate because over my um, Capitol Hill car- career, that happened to me quite a bit. And you know, and I know a lot of people that work on Capitol Hill, you know, they get really frustrated with their with their bosses. It is very very frustrating. So needless to say, you know, it was it was an agreement that was made between the two of them and there was nothing that I could do about it. I just had to suck it up. And because his name is on the door, not mine, um, I'm just a staffer. But I have to honestly tell you, I mean, it taught me a valuable lesson that you need to read the room and you need to be prepared for any um actuality of what might go on. So one of the things that I start doing is I process scenarios in my head, all different kinds of scenarios. Some of them are not good and some of them are good. But, you know, I think with this episode, I mean, I just want to convey to you how a bill gets through Congress, how a bill gets through the committee, how a bill gets to the House floor, the Senate floor, how you have to work with, you know, the leadership of the House and Senate, you know, to get your bill on the legislative calendar, you know, how you have to work with external stakeholders, um, with other member offices to make sure that, you know, they don't have any objections to your boss's bill or, you know, if they're going to offer an amendment. I mean, luckily in our case on the House side, you know, it was under suspension of the rules. So there were no amendments offered. You weren't allowed to offer amendments. It was just a straight up or down vote. And we were very, very pleased with that. But when we got over to the Senate side, I mean, the Senate, the Senate's different. I mean, it's, you know, one senator can object and it can hold everything up. And, you know, it's, it, it's a different beast. But I can honestly tell you, you know, this experience, I mean, it was gratifying, but it was annoying to me as well. But This is just, you know, want to just show you how our government works. And so this was my first piece of legislation that I passed, helped my boss pass from beginning to end. And I hope I didn't utilize a lot of political jargon. Um, If I did, I apologize. And I think I've kind of corrected myself um, during this episode to make sure that I don't do that. And actually, when I do it, then I let you know what it means. I explain to you in layman's terms what it means. So I, you know, again, throughout this entire process, you know, don't get me wrong. There have been times when I was just like, what the heck am I doing? How am I going to get this done? You know, drafting, you know, the bill, 
with House Legislative Council, you know, drafting the testimony, the introductory remarks, doing all this work. I mean, also remember this, I have to do a lot of research. A lot of research goes into this, but ultimately it's about relationships and then making sure that you have all your ducks in a row when it comes to putting together a bill that's going to help out your constituents and your congressional district or your state. And so just remember this particular bill was an authorization bill. It was authorization of appropriations that would help fund the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Restoration Program that is administered by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. This program still exists. And actually, they just received some more funding to keep the cleanup going um, in the Inf Inflation Reduction Act. So I'm very, very pleased that the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Restoration Program continues. There are other programs like this all across the country, the Great Lakes, uh, Lake Champaign, you know, you name it. And so this is what I wanted to talk to you about today, about my first bill that I helped my boss get passed in the House of Representatives. And I hope that you've learned a lot. Um, if you want to learn more about the Lake Pontchartrain Basin Restoration Program, please go on congress.gov and type in Lake Pontchartrain Basin Restoration Program. Or you know what? Like most of us do, you can Google it. Um, and then, you, you know, you'll see um, when my boss um, left the House and went over to the Senate, and then when he ultimately did not run for reelection, um, the mantelpiece um, was taken over by Congressman Garrett Graves. And he's been working on this issue. He's been in office for probably about three terms, two to three terms. And so he's taken over the mantle for this as well. And so, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me talk about how I worked on my first bill on Capitol Hill. Thank you and have a good day.